You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day, I'm Nick Faraby, right for Pittsburgh Source Now. Call games at WPTS Radio Station, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, we got a big episode today. We will talk Pitt men's basketball. They lose to Monmouth. They won against Colgate. We'll talk about the state of the program, where it's at, and what Pitt has to do moving forward. Kenny Pickett finishing third in the Heisman voting. I'll talk about my reaction to that. And then we also will talk about the Pitt women's volleyball team. They defeat Purdue 3-1 to at the Fitzgerald Fieldhouse, officially going to the Final Four in Columbus. Can they win it all? What's this team all about? We'll talk about all of it coming up on Locked on Pit. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. As always, thank you for making the Locked on Pit Podcast your first listen Every day in this episode of the Locked on Pit Podcast is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. And folks, I do want to start off today talking about this Pitt men's basketball team because I think right now it is such a pertinent topic in, in terms of just what in the world's going on with this team. I mean, literally. So they, they have a few really good games where they kind of improve. They, they take the leap you want and then okay, nothing really happens. And, and they can't win the game against Minnesota. It's a heartbreaker. They can't win in Charlottesville against Virginia, which it looked like they had a chance to get a really, really big upset there and potentially actually beat them. And and that was huge, I think, for Pitt because with with the way you kind of looked at, at everything and, and how it could shake out there, that would have been a big win for Pitt. And then they come home, they defeat Colgate, a Colgate team that has played a lot of teams really hard, a lot of good teams really hard. They beat Syracuse. So you felt like that was a pretty solid win for Pitt, even though Colgate was 4-5. and five, You felt like that was a step forward. And then they come home and, and they, they get down big early to Monmouth. They fight back late, but it's it's too deep of a hole and they just can't can't fight back. So they lose that game, and, and that's the issue. And Pitt, honestly, here, here's what we have to say, man. This Ben's basketball team is a complete mess right now. This whole program is a mess. They're playing with good defense. They play hard. They really do. This team tries. And I respect that. I really respect that out of Pitt. That this team tries so hard that this team puts up such a fight to do everything they can to win these games. This is a team that really does get after it defensively. I mean, listen... The turnovers are such a huge issue with this team. They turn the ball over way too much. They're too sloppy. They don't have consistent dribble drive penetrators into the lane. Honestly, Onye Isaiah who has been really one of the, quite honestly, marvels of this year, has been their best guy to do that. Femio Ducali seems too out of control a lot of the times. But but listen, the, the ball handlers today against... What looked like a really experienced, a really well-coached, a really disciplined Monmouth team had nine combined turnovers. You just can't have that happen. They all had three apiece. Burton, Uze Akuda, and Odukale all had three. 
Hughley had three himself. It was a disaster for Pitt in that regard. It was an absolute disaster for Pitt in that regard. Now, in the second half, they did a really good job defensively. A really good job. You know, Monmouth only shot 31% from the field. 1 of 14 from three-point range. That's fantastic if you're Pitt. Um, they put up a really good performance in that second half. Pitt really did play well. 11 points off the, the Monmouth turnovers in the second half. And that's kind of been the theme for Pitt, is that they've been able to kind of force these turnovers and, and force these teams to get a little bit out of sync and a little bit out of haywire and, and haven't been able to completely put into things. But the thing is, their offense is so bad, and Pitt just doesn't have scores. I mean, it's really John Hughley's team and, and no one else. And I think that's the biggest thing for Pitt is that, I mean, what do they have outside of Hughley? It is Hughley, and, and every now and then they're just asking who else can step up. You know, Burton had a really solid second half. I think Odu Cali did as well, hit him stepping up with 14 and Burton with 14, but none of these guys are uber efficient. None of these guys are guys that you can count on consistently. I mean, the, the, the three-point shooting is abysmal. 213 today. They never have gotten a consistent three-point shot this year outside of the one game against UMBC. So no one else is a consistent three-point shooter. They shot 34% overall from the field. Even with 12 offensive rebounds, they only get nine second-chance points. It's been ugly for this team. The offensive sets are just not there either. They're kind of standing around, and again, they don't have many dribble drivers. They don't create by penetrating the lane. They had six total assists today. Six total assists today. Let me say that again. They had six total assists today. Abysmal. Abysmal from this team. The offense has no pounding life to it. The offense is stagnant. The offense is, frankly, uh, uh, just the one of the worst offenses I've seen. And, and on just so many different levels. It's really Hughley and no one else. And once teams can stop Hughley, or at least neutralize him, essentially they have really no one else to worry about. And it's the offensive sets. Yes, they're just standing around there. There's really no ball movement. And that's the thing. And, and, and that's the thing here. Is that... Pitt, overall, has stagnant offensive sets. There's no real pick-and-roll game. Even when they do the screen, it almost always doesn't work. They run the same screen the whole night, and when it doesn't work, they're surprised. Pitt, overall, has been terrible. Um, terrible, to say the least, offensively. They can't shoot the ball even when they get open and good looks. Again, they don't really distribute the ball well. The passing offense is never good. So they never drive and pass it out to the corner. And even if they do do that on the rare occasion, it all very often does not fall because they have no perimeter shooting whatsoever. The free throw shooting is terrible. When they can get to the line, they get to the line 23 times against Monmouth. And yet, nothing happened. I mean, 16 of 23, man, you got to be better than that. And that's actually above their season average. They, they shot 63% from the line coming into tonight. Uh, that's worst in the ACC. So this team is a terrible free throw shooting team. On top of that, it's abysmal, and they don't force too many turnovers. So they're not going to get a ton of fast breaker in transition buckets. The team is a terrible three point shooting team, one of the worst in the nation. Not just in the ACC, not just in the Power Five, in the nation. Period. They are one of the worst three point shooting teams in the nation. So this offense, it, it just seems like it's falling off a cliff. It seems like there's no direction to it. It seems like this team is also just not talented enough to overcome a lot of these. I mean, it's possible that they don't win an ACC game. Now, it's also possible, certainly, that they do. We saw that they were competitive against Virginia. So, 
it's certainly possible that they are competitive and maybe beat you know a team like Boston College, a team like that that they can beat. I think they can beat Boston College, and I'm not necessarily going to say they're going to go, you know, winless in the ACC. I think it's possible though. I, I definitely think it's in the range of possibilities where you look and you say, oh boy, that that's not crazy to think, and it's also not crazy to think they finish with less wins. Then more importantly, less wins than the Stallings team. It, like that's crazy. Stallings coming out of non-conference play has won won most of the bye games aside from Montana. They were eight and five in non-conference play. Pitt's not going to be that. This year they're going to be worse than that. It's going to be a tough game up in Madison Square Garden. They should beat Jacksonville State, but this is going to be a rough one. Man, Jeff Capel's going to have to ride this out somehow. He's going to have to get recruits somehow to commit. Otherwise, it's it's really looking terrible for Jeff Capel, and I'm not quite sure how he's going to weather the storm and potentially work through it as a result. It's going to be very, very tough, I think, for this program to get up, up from under where they are now and, and win under Jeff Capel. And it feels like a change is inevitable, but we'll talk about that as maybe more developments come out. But right now, the team just offensively has no pulse and it's it's really bad to watch. It's Hughley and really nobody else, and the stats are sagging, and everything is kind of going the opposite direction of where it should. Now, folks, let's talk a little bit about Kenny Heisman. Yes, Kenny, at the Heisman Trophy Ceremony, what went into it, my reaction to the whole thing. But first, folks, I want to let you know about prize picks. Bowl season is here, Pitt fans. I've been telling you about prize picks, and if you still haven't signed up, what are you waiting for? In addition to the college football action, PrizePix makes college basketball even more exciting because PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. PrizePix is a leader in college sports daily fantasy, and they offer more college football and basketball props than anyone in the world, and they offer all the star players of the Power 5 as well as the mid-major players you may have never even heard of. PrizePix offers any prop you can think of. In basketball, you can play points, rebounds, threes, made, and more. And folks, all you have to do to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 is use our promo code that's locked on. Use our promo code locked on, and you can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And you can pick two to five players in over under in their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus the projected numbers. And yes, they do allow mixed sport entries. So, Pit fans, you want to bet on John Hughley, and then also bet on Kenny Pickett on the same kind of parlay. Figure it out. You can indeed do it. And Prize Picks also is safe and offers fast withdrawals if you feel so tempted to do so. So don't hesitate. Check out PrizePicks.com. Use our promo code Locked On or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Let's talk a little bit about Kenny Pickett and the Heisman Trophy ceremony. However, folks, make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview of 2021. Local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis, the most comprehensive college football playoff preview begins this Friday. Make sure to check that out, folks. And you might find... Kenny Pickett and the Pitt Panthers in that college football preview, of course. Pitt having a great year. Kenny Pickett having his own magical year, and he ends up getting to New York. And, you know, watching the entire ceremony, watching everything go on throughout the day, it was pretty awesome. It really was pretty awesome. And 
you know, I understand that he came in third, and we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit, and, and I, I talked about it. I, I thought Kenny should have finished second. Um, I would have had him second in mine behind Bryce Young. I think the rightful winner was declared. I think Young was clearly the dude who should have won it. Um, but, but here's the thing. It was just amazing just to see a pit player, a pit player up there. The fact that Pitt had anyone up there, the fact that Pitt had someone as good, as flashy, as quintessential Heisman as Kenny Pickett was huge to me. And it just felt like a, a huge accomplishment for Pitt to get someone up there, to get someone on a stage with blue bloods like Alabama, like Ohio State, like Michigan. These are nationally relevant teams year in and year out. They are the blue standard. They are the gold standard for college football. And Pitt had someone up there with him. And it wasn't a fluke. It wasn't because everyone else sucked. It was because Kenny Pickett deserved to be up there. He had the stats. He had the big game moments. He had everything you wanted to be a Heisman Trophy finalist. That's what was special to me. Kenny Pickett... Did everything right and everything possible to get that. And he deserves it completely. And I think, you know, that that program kind of notoriety, you know, with Narduzzi there, with Pickett there with those guys, as you talked about, that's Pitt there. You think people don't notice that. You think people don't notice that. You know, there were recruits there this weekend. There were transfer recruits there this weekend. And they got to see it up in front, close and personal. Chuba Purdy, who, who Pitt's obviously pursuing the transfer from Florida State. He and his family got to watch this live. And, and that's the thing. And you get to see Pitt front and center there, and that's a heck of a recruiting sales pitch. When you could say, look at our QB right there. You see him on TV? That's our QB. And that's your head coach. That could be your head coach right there. It's a recruiting pitch that Pitt has that no no other team like this has. No other team has this type of pitch. No other team at their level has it. Pitt has showcased that they can take someone and elevate them not just to a all-ACC level. They've shown that, but they've showcased now, we can take you there. We can take you to the big stage. We can take you as far as you want. And that's even to the Heisman Trophy ceremony. And that's something special. It really is something special. It's great notoriety for a program. It's great recruiting buzz for them. Pitt overall, it's just phenomenal. It really is. And you you love to see it. And I think Pitt overall has exactly everything you wanted from that ceremony. And more importantly, everything that encapsulates that ceremony. I think they displayed Pickett well, whatever. You can nitpick about the question he was asked about the Peach Bowl. You could... Nitpick everything but the big grandeur of the stage, the big grandeur of Pickett's accomplishments. They were all there. They were all highlighted. The fake slide, the rule that's named after him. Everything was there, and Pickett was getting that buzz. And you saw during the press conferences even, you know, when when those four were sitting there on a table, when it was just Young, Stroud, Hutchinson, and, and Pickett, people were asking Pickett a lot of questions. Because this is, this is a guy from Pitt. This is a guy that was a three-star, and look where he is now. He's at the Heisman Trophy ceremony in New York City. Now, again, I do think 
that this is a guy that Kenny Pickett should have been first. Not not first, but, but second, right? I think that this is a guy that who who is fourth and first place votes. Fourth and first place votes. Okay, I get it. You want Hutchinson or, or Anderson to win because they're defensive players, and I understand that. I think that you know, there's there's an argument to be made about who should have been the best defensive player. I actually honestly think Anderson could could you can make a really good argument about Anderson being there. But Pickett had all the stats. He had all the big game moments. If this is a QB centric award, why was he not second? He had all the stats that were just right below Young and some of them even better than him. And, and I understand that Pickett got a ton of third place votes, but that over half the voters didn't even have Pickett on their ballot. That's the thing here. And, and to me, that's insane. That's insane to me. Like, what? What? That is insane to me. So, it is what it is. And and I, I think that you can make a, a pretty good argument about Hutchinson or Anderson being over him. I think there is a valid argument there. But again, the pure dominance, the, the, I think the big thing about Pickett is he took Pitt to the best season they had in 40 years. And, and I think taking a program like that, elevating them to that level, that's what you can kind of point to as being, okay, there's number two. But you can also say Anderson had one of the most statistically dominant seasons ever for a defensive player. And then you can also say for Hutchinson, you can also say one of the physically most dominant games we've ever seen against Ohio State he propelled them to the playoff and I think that's ultimately why he got second so there is that and it doesn't make too much of a difference they really doesn't but you know if you're nitpicking it for whatever he probably should have been second in my book but again there's arguments there um for him but he should have been no lower than third and I think they got it right that at least he was third and there was respect there for Pickett um, but he didn't get, you know, the huge national spotlight that, that those other guys did. Pitt just doesn't get that national spotlight a lot. And, and that's whatever. It is what it is. You know, they'll have to build up their brand. And, and they'll they'll get it once they start to do that if they continue this um, level of success. But you look at that overall. And it's just really great to see Pickett there in New York City on that level. Getting chauffeured. Getting these big moment things. Getting this highlight package. All of it. It's just great to see him up there. And great to see Kenny Pickett overall get that because it's a great recruiting pitch for Pat Narduzzi and his staff. All right, folks, we do have to talk about pit volleyball. You know we have to, right? Because, listen, they're in the Final Four. And this is the first pit team outside of that soccer program, obviously, in May that went to the Final Four. But this is the first pit team in a long, long time. The only the second since 1941 that's going to the Final Four. And that's special, but first, folks, let's talk for a minute about kicking things up a notch for the big game. The grand stage, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away and on location. The official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-the-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. Select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, and Tim Brown, along with many more. 
plus accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food at by the gang by the great Wolfgang Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or suit or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl location or Super Bowl on location. Folks, do you want a protein bar that's healthy but also tasty. You get that gooey goodness. You get everything you want. Built bars for you. You get the best of both worlds. Delicious and healthy. It's filled with so much holiday goodness. Rich with decadent flavor. Covered in chocolate. But also amazingly low in calories. Sugar. Net carbs and fat. While also being high in protein. And there's so many flavors. You'll have a hard time choosing. You can have raspberry, mint brownie, cherry or double chocolate, cookies and cream, or peanut butter brownie. It gives you that extra fuel to bust down those mall doors and battle out all those holiday shoppers. And people become so passionate about their favorite flavor, you'll fight for it. Make sure to throw a few of those built Bars in those stockings. Tell Santa to do it. You won't regret it. So here's the offer, folks. Go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off of your order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Folks, how about it? Let's talk about this Pitt women's volleyball team. A special, really special season for this team and this program. After last year going to the Elite Eight, losing to Washington in what was really a heartbreaking fashion. I mean, they had them on the ropes. They had Washington on the ropes last year. They were up two to nothing. The third set was pretty competitive, and Washington swept the next three sets and knocked Pitt out after a pretty daring Cinderella run uh, to the Elite Eight last year. But now, Pitt Volleyball has not just gone to the Elite Eight. They're now in the Final Four for the first time in program history. And it's special. It it really is a special season because when you look at everything Dan Fisher's built here uh, as the volleyball coach and, and everything he's done to change this team, to mold this program, it's unbelievable. In the ACC as a whole, after Pitt, you know, has risen, the whole ACC around them has taken an entire swing upwards. The ACC, you know, with Louisville, with Georgia Tech, with Florida State, with all these teams that are up there now and and getting better, the ACC is officially a destination conference for volleyball. It used to be all about the Pac-12, the the Big 12, the Big 10, all these schools that were really, really great at volleyball because they were more out in the West Coast, they were in more fertile recruiting grounds. Because let's be honest here, the East Coast does not have nearly as many top recruits as those Pac-12 schools, those Big 12 schools. Pitt draws almost a, they at least over half the roster, if not 60% of the roster from further out west and so the recruiting pitch to come to the ACC to build something by Dad Fisher I mean executing it perfectly and then other programs that have just been following it and following it the eastern part of the United States as volleyball programs on the college level has really taken a meteoric rise and it's really fun to see and Pitt's one of those examples and Taking such a deep team that they have. I mean, this team is stupid deep. 
Obviously, you have Kayla Lund, even though she doesn't look 100% right now. She's battling an injury. But you also have Chiaza Ende. You have Serena Gray and Lekator member Manet coming in as transfers. My gosh. If you, you know, Purdue was going to be a really tough matchup for Pitt because they were tall. They were really good in front of the net. They were able to block uh, a lot of those attacks, whether it be through either side or through the middle. They were really big, and they were great. They were a great sh- uh, sh- blocking team overall. And the thing is, Pitt had so many dynamic attacks. You know, Fairbanks coming on huge has been big. But how about Lekator member Manet? She's 5'8", and, and that's obviously not small, but in volleyball, it is, at least this high level, especially when Purdue averaged, I think, six foot one across the board in their front four. So Purdue was a big team. They were a big team. And she just, she can jump out of the gym. She's got great power in her hits. She's a great server. She is phenomenal. Member Monet was legitimately amazing against Purdue, and she's a huge reason why they won that game. It was unbelievable to watch. They were just so clean. They they played such a clean game from the you know the serve to from the serve receive aspect. They made a few key digs, even as Purdue battled back in that second set and won it. It never felt like Pitt ever lost control. They probably should have won that set. In all other three sets that they won, it felt like they had complete control of them. That was the the striking thing to me. Pitt felt like they had complete control, and the team's just so deep. They get so many contributions from everyone. The, the setters are phenomenal. Akeo is obviously great. Borowski's played a huge role this year. Everyone on this team has come together, and, and it has really... Pitt, Pitt's playing the best volleyball right now, and, and you know this is a really, really good Nebraska team they're going to face on Thursday, and I'm, we'll talk about it throughout the week and kind of preview it, but Nebraska's a really good digging team, and, and they're a team that is able to get some really tough digs out, but Pitt is so impressive. They have so many attackers. They have so many ways to beat you. They have so many ways in which they can get blocks. They have so many ways in which... They could save tough points too. They're just a tough out for anyone right now. And it's not it would not be surprising to me if Pitt went all the way. And they might have to face Louisville again. Obviously they've lost Louisville twice this year, but I don't know if Louisville wants to see Pitt a third time. I don't know if they do. Pitt's given them a tough out for the first time in Louisville. The second time Pitt didn't have Kayla Lund. And that was obviously a huge loss for them. But this this is a team I think that Pitt they could get they could go all the way. I don't know if they will, but they can Nebraska's made a tough matchup, but anytime you get to the Final Four, you're obviously going to have tough matchups. The pit themselves presents so many issues for everybody coming up, and I'm very excited to see it. It's such a special, special thing to watch. Pitt's volleyball team is just so good. And folks, as always, thanks for making Locked On Pitt your first listen every day. However, folks, make sure to make your second listen Locked On Bets. It's your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by URBQ with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all platforms. Folks, thanks for listening, and as always, hail to Pitt.